Welcome to the Giving Voice to Depression podcast. We're your co-hosts, Bridget and Terry. Each week, we explore a different perspective on or experience of depression because it varies in form and severity, affecting us differently. Our guests share intimate details of their struggles, coping strategies, and recovery. We keep it real because the struggle is real. We keep it hopeful because there is hope in spite of what depression tells you. We're not experts or therapists. We're sisters and best friends who live with depression and know that talking about the illness reduces stigma and humanizes the experience, making it safer and easier to ask for needed support. You are far from alone. Hello, Terry. Hello, Bridget. I am so excited to tell everybody that we just had our 100,000th listen on our podcast. And that means people reaching out for help and finding us and having it make a difference. Absolutely. Hearing the stories that let them know the things they're experiencing are experienced by other people and that they live through it and they find ways to manage it and they share those ways. It's really lovely. Really lovely. Every 10 weeks, we do a little review of the previous nine episodes. It works like a audio table of contents so that you can get a taste of each guest's story and can determine which ones resonate with you. Then you can listen to their full episode. It's also an opportunity to slow down, look back, and be reminded of the wisdom and hope that our guests offer when they share their stories with and for us. Mm. To be honest, these are often my favorite episodes because even when I really listen to someone's story, I often find that in the second or even the third playing, I pick up, focus on, and learn different things. It always reminds me of one of my favorite quotes that no man ever steps in the same river twice for it's not the same river and he's not the same man. Mm. This season included a few holiday episodes. We'll focus on the takeaways from them that have year-round relevance. So grab a cuppa and join us for some of our favorite moments from Season 7 of Giving Voice to Depression. We began the season with our guest, David Woods Bartley, who melds lessons from his own life and battle with depression and its suicidal ideations with his experiences running a nationally recognized animal sanctuary. David offers not only his story of hope, but a simple formula for helping to create more of it in the world. Connection creates hope, and hope saves lives. David believes that with certainty, since his own life was saved August 31st, 2011, by a first responder on a bridge. And he did so by creating this safe place for me to tell my story. And then he said, David, what is it like on your best day? And then the real question that finally pulled, pushed me back from that barrier was, David, what do you want the rest of your life to look like? And as I shared with him, I realized all of a sudden there was this change and I became overwhelmed with what I call positive doubt, that the certainty to end my life was now being overwhelmed with the possibility of more life to come. And I pushed back. And I turned to my left and I retraced my steps off the bridge. It's worth noting that literally 100% of suicide attempt survivors we've talked to, and there have been many, all have said they are glad they are alive. 
It doesn't mean their lives are perfect or that their depression is suddenly gone, but their post-attempt life is one worth living. That episode, if you'd like to hear it in its entirety, is called Connection Creates Hope and Saves Lives. Our next guest, Scott, heard the Giving Voice to Depression episode, Genetic Testing for Personalized Depression Meds, which we'll link to in case you missed it, and wondered if a DNA test could help explain why, though treated for his depression, he was still exhausted a lot of the time. He discussed it with his therapist, saw a doctor, had the test, which is for the MTHFR gene mutation, and when it came back positive, he got a prescription for a supplement. They showed up in the mail. I put one in my hand and I took a picture and I sent it to my wife and I said, here goes nothing, you know, and took it that day. By the end of that week, I kind of realized I'm like, I'm not tired. I don't need to take a nap. My eyes aren't falling. I actually feel like I could get up or I had motivation to do other things. And so, yeah, I've, I've been taking it for a few weeks now. And I can tell you, I don't know whether it's that. I don't know whether it's the placebo effect. I don't know. I feel like everything is under control and I'm in a good place, um, which is a pretty big change from just a couple months ago. And the, you know, those of us who get to drag around the suitcase with depression on it know the feeling where you feel like you're falling apart, your world is crumbling, there's no way getting out. Um, I haven't felt this way in a while, in quite a long time. Yeah, it's been awesome. And so I figured, you know, the reason why I messaged you was there's got to be other people out there that might be feeling the same way that could potentially find some help with this. As always, this is no endorsement or ad, but the sharing of a first-person story that might alert you to something else to explore or try. The full episode is called Depressed and Tired, a test that might help. Moving on to the third episode this season, Encouraging a National Discussion on Mental Health. We interviewed Bobby Temps, a UK podcaster who had us on his show, Mental the Podcast. Basically, we discussed how England is so far ahead of the U.S. in destigmatizing mental illness and encouraging discussions. We asked Bobby if it helps to have Prince Harry make public statements like, There's nothing better than being able to share your experiences and ask for advice from someone who has actually been through it, rather than a complete stranger or someone who doesn't actually get what you've been through. People really do watch the royals closely here, and so any any wedding, any big announcement like that, including Prince Harry, as you say, talking about mental health, it really is wonderful to see how, as you say, people talking right from the top of our society, talking about these important issues, it does send shockwaves, and people really relate to it. And so even people that may not know that much about mental illness, even people that um, may not be actively involved in it, the fact that they're hearing those conversations going on is a validation. Again, Bobby's episode is called Encouraging a National Discussion on Mental Health. The fourth episode this season is called Know Yourself and Your Podcast Hosts. Another UK mental health advocate, Dan Udell, of the Know Yourself podcast, asked Terry and me to be guests and talk about what we'd learned from interviewing people about depression for the past two years. 
we made an episode from that episode. (laughs) I had to work that day, so Terry did the interview, which included a bit on what is it like to have your sister and best friend be your go-to person for depression? Hint, it's a double-edged sword. One of the things that's wonderful about having someone uh, close to you who also experiences whatever you're experiencing, in this case depression, um, is that they understand. It's like they get it. The bad thing about it is that when you're both in it, you know, when I say, like, God, I just want to die, and she goes, oh, I'll die with you, you know, like, that's not helpful. <laughs> you know, it, it's it's not necessarily always the healthiest thing to have somebody so get it that they say, like, and I don't know why you would want to live feeling this way, you know. You need somebody who's been there and gotten out to talk to, or is out, is out okay. currently to say, yeah, 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 I felt that way last year or last week or last month or whatever, but I don't now, Um so it has been a it has been a mixed blessing and curse to be as close to her and to, for us both to have it. That makes sense. Yeah, a hundred percent. The original UK episode was more than an hour long, which we'll link to along with our twenty minute version. If you'd like to learn more about how or why we started the podcast, the episode again is called "Know Yourself and Your Podcast Hosts." Next, Steve Austin joined us to discuss keeping realistic, mentally healthy expectations for the holidays. Steve was one of our very first guests two years ago. That episode, called Survivor, was about his suicide attempt and what he has learned since in Steve's Life 2.0. Now a self-care consultant, he offers a great year-round tip for being okay with not always being okay. And and so I think you have to give yourself permission to not always have it together, to cry, and also know that you can not to feel guilty if you are having a good time. I think there's this sometimes there's this survivor's guilt. You know, you go, oh, I'm I'm really grieving this loss. And if I'm having a great time or laughing or or singing Christmas carols, that somehow that's dishonoring somebody else, you know, this memory of someone. And I think that's really unfair to yourself. I think you can hold grief or depression and joy and happiness all in your hands at the same time. Life is this really weird mixed bag and we are whole people. So don't view yourself just through one slice of the pie. You're this whole thing. Steve's holiday episode is called Getting Real About the Holidays and his personal story from last year is the episode called Survivor. The sixth episode this season, The Best Gifts, actually has nothing to do with the holidays. The gifts that we were talking about were gratitude, connection, and hope. They were offered by a podcast listener, Dan, to the many people who had shared their stories here. Stories he listened to and really needed to hear. Stories that reassured him that he could get through the consuming heavy darkness and the despairing thoughts of depression. Stories that were told by people who have been there who are offering their words and their hope to help others find a way out. Dan had never before spoken publicly about his struggles. We're actually highlighting a bit from the interview that we didn't use in the episode. In it, Dan, a former therapist himself, shares a comment a therapist made to him in a session and how it helped him to see depression differently. Um, but she she said to me, you know, you're, um, I, I'm not going to get the exact words right, but, mm-hmm. you know, we all do things for reasons. 
Mm. We may not know those reasons, but they serve a purpose. What purpose is your depression serving? (laughs) And that hit me like a brick because I felt like at that moment, I, I just had to rethink how I was viewing depression, you know, and, and I said to her, I can remember talking about, well, are you saying it's my fault? She goes, not at all. That's not what that means. Um, but, but that, that hit me very hard. And so when I'm, when I'm kind of down and I, I think about it, like, why am I feeling this way? What purpose is it serving me? Um, and I don't, I don't know the answer to those things. And I, <laughs> Uh, but it does make me think differently about about being depressed or having depression. In what way? I'm not sure I'm understanding. I've never applied that to depression or even thought about it. So tell me, tell me how it uh, helps you reframe it. Um, it. It allows me to to have an element of control, to feel as though I have an element of control, as opposed to being the victim. It's done something for me for all these years, and then you, then it turns into, you know doing those things you know that are good for you yes. rather than isolating, reaching out. And that's the hardest thing for me to do. Me Dan's full episode, The Best Gifts, is a great one if you need some first-person testimony that sharing our mental health challenges helps others. And ourselves, yeah. So the seventh episode of the seventh season is one unlike any we've done. It was not a scheduled interview or scheduled episode, but when we read a piece by John Pavlovitz entitled To Those Who Struggle This Christmas, we called him and asked him to read it specifically for people looking for a little connection or reassurance over the holiday. More than a thousand people listened in two days, Christmas Eve and Christmas Day. And knowing people were finding his kind words was literally the highlight of our holidays. I don't have any magic words to fix what is broken around you or to repair what is broken within you. I can't simply place a cursor on the sadness you feel in backspace until it's deleted, replacing it with words like comfort or peace or contentment. I can't say anything in this small space that will mend what is severed, resurrect what has died, or heal what is ill. I just wanted these words to hopefully remind you of two things. The first is that you're not alone, that even though you're uniquely suffering in the specific sadness you're inhabiting right now, you are not suffering by yourself. The world is filled with people who are not exactly, but still deeply burdened, grieving, angry, hopeless, exhausted. Even if you never see their faces or know their names, rest in the truth that millions of wounded people stand in solidarity with you in this day and that they get it. I get it. The second thing I wanted to remind you of is that though this is your painful story right now, this is not the end of your story. The way you feel today will not always be the way you feel. Such important reminders. We will link to John's article. It is a beautiful piece that could be significant in non-holiday times too, obviously. John did read it in its entirety in the episode To Those Who Struggle at Christmas. And then it was time for a New Year's Day episode. We resisted interviewing an expert about resolutions and ran instead with a beautiful message that we read on Twitter, written by a young woman who had stopped during a magical domestic moment to write to her 14-year-old suicidal self, telling her that she was baking cookies and dancing in the kitchen Mm -hmm. with her husband, that the fight to live had been worth it. 
We had to find her and ask what else she wishes her younger self had known about depression. The fact that everything can change. What message she has for teens and anyone of any age who is listening and struggling. First of all, it's not your fault, and it never was. You are not a monster. You are not a problem or a failure. You are a human with feelings, and we all have feelings, um, and yours are just as valid as everyone else's. Um, you deserve a good future. You deserve support and help and love and all those things that you dream of. And as corny as it sounds, they can happen. And sometimes you just need to give them the chance. Sometimes it's just igniting that little flame that's inside of you and keeping it alive and things do follow that are absolutely wonderful. I think the most important thing to remember is that you are not alone and it it's such an overused saying but it's for a reason and you know I always thought that I was the one person in the world that had these feelings and no one else could possibly understand but there are so many people out there who can relate and they're willing to help and support you. Charlotte's 20-minute episode is called Messages to My Younger Suicidal Self. The ninth episode this season also started with a tweet we read. TJ, a father, wrote that he had just had a talk with his nine-year-old son about mental illness, and he challenged readers to start such conversations earlier so that kids can grow up knowing that depression is a common illness and not a weakness or a failing or a shameful topic. The people they know and love, like this father, live with it, and that it's treatable. I wanted him to understand the things that I do deal with and the fact that the things that I deal with are common, uh, that I'm not the only person in the world that's like this, and that it was important for me to tell him that it's okay to talk about your feelings. And then it it also plays into the fact that I believe that, you know, the fight that we fight as far as the the hiding of and the shaming of uh, people with mental illness, I, I firmly believe that the only way we're going to end this is, is by starting with, with people of his age and educating them. That full 18-minute episode is called Talk to Your Children About Mental Health. And that is a taste of the past season's episodes. We have received a number of heartfelt emails and messages from people who said that they were really helped by these stories, especially during the holidays. As always, our sincerest thanks to all the people who have allowed us to record and share their private stories with the intention of offering hope to those still in depression's deep hole. That reminds me of a beautiful comment a woman named Tammy, one of our Facebook community members, posted in support of another person on the page who was having a dark time. Tammy wrote, just stretch your hand out. You're not alone. Many of us are in the dark. You will bump into someone if you just reach out. I just love that. And we hope that whoever you bump into has their arms out to give you a much-needed hug. Thank you for listening and for accessing these stories as a tool in your box. We are stronger together. Absolutely. Terry and I are going to take two weeks off to start more interviews for our next season and to work once again on trying to obtain some funding. 
Seriously, if any of you work for or have connections to a foundation or a philanthropist that supports mental health and suicide prevention initiatives, please let them know about our podcast. Please. We are beyond honored to do this, and we really want to be able to continue. Thank you for listening, for being here, and for all of your support. We will be back with a new episode Tuesday, February 5th, and we'll play two of our faves from the archives between now and then. Bye, Bridge. We truly hope that our podcast brings a little more understanding, helps you better articulate your experience of depression, or better understand how to support someone else's. We invite you to join us for daily posts on the Giving Voice to Depression Facebook page and on Twitter and Instagram at Voice Depression. It is a comfort to be among fellow travelers on depression's dark road. And remember, if you're struggling, speak up. If someone else is, listen up.